Welcome to the ER Breakroom, the University of Florida Department of Emergency Medicine's podcast. In here, we get to know each other, celebrate our achievements, and highlight our initiatives. I'm your host, Michael Petrauskas. Welcome to the Parenting and Medicine episode. Before we get to today's topic, I want to thank everyone who submitted feedback for the podcast via the questionnaire. One suggestion was having shorter interviews featuring more people, including residents, which I've done in today's episode. On the flip side, others express that they love the in-depth interviews and to not change a thing. Well, we are going to do that too. The format will vary depending on the episode and the goals. And for the researchers and research interested, I heard you. The next several episodes will feature researchers and their work, which will coincide nicely with Dr. Fahim Gurgis's Research Vision Seminar next month. Some of the most ambitious suggestions, including creating asynchronous learning episodes for the residency and having more frequent episodes with even more guests. These are incredible suggestions. If you are interested and have time to take on the lion's share of either of these, reach out to me. I want to give a special shout out to our scribes, Varsha, Jessica, and Aquina. They were inspired to start their own pod- podcast, The Stethoscope Switch, featuring our department members discussing themes of career discernment with a targeted audience of pre-health students. Our colleagues make great podcast guests, as you know, and the episodes are insightful and entertaining. So check it out. It's available wherever you get your podcasts. Now on to highs of the month. We have an impressive number of new members in the department. Cassie Shaver is our new clinical administrative specialist, too. Kimberly Evers is our new administrative support assistant, too. By the way, if I butcher your names, I apologize. When I meet you, you can correct me. Emilio Cagmat is our new biological scientist, too. Andrew Bertrand is our new clinical research manager. Denise Kirby Carlton is our new research administrator, three. D. D Amoni Sams, or Mo, is our new fiscal assistant. Will Mitchell is our new fellowship program coordinator. Hayden Evans is our new clerkship program coordinator. Wow, welcome. That's a lot. Everyone will have to start wearing name tags around the department, including the old folks, just so everyone can get to know each other better. Maybe we need to have a mixer. In fantastic news, two people got promoted. Uh, uh, Matthew Shaw was uh, promoted to clinical research coordinator three, and Cassie Stitch was promoted to research administrator one. Congratulations, you two. The faculty and fellows this past month had an amazing educational retreat put on by the expert physician educators of our department. I was able to catch a few hours of the retreat and learn so much. Thank you to the presenters, including Dr. Lars Beatty, Juliana DePorto, Donna Parker, Maritza Plaza-Verdun, Ronnie Wren, Dave Roberts, Meredith Thompson, and Chrissy Zareski. And finally, the pediatrics EM faculty had an especially brilliant showing at the ASAP Scientific Assembly this year. Shout outs to Dr. Carolyn Holland and Chrissy Zareski for your organizing and presenting efforts and to Dr. Trisha Swan for your outstanding chair and section awards. So first up today, I am welcoming uh, intern resident uh, in our emergency residency, Tim Fisher, to the podcast to talk about um, being a new parent in medicine. So Tim, welcome to the uh, break room. Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely. First intern on the podcast, if, I, if, I, if I'm correct. Awesome. Yes. So um, first of all, first off, Tim, just tell me, just so everyone can, will know this, uh, where are you from and um, where are you from? Uh, so I'm from uh, Philadelphia area. Uh, I grew up about like an hour north and I moved to the city and lived in the city um, for about 12 years. And then wow. I, my wife and I decided to 
venture out for uh, residency, and here we are. Cool. So I have to get, get a little backstory here for the for the for the listeners. Um, Dr. Mary Patterson, our chair, she emailed me about you before I, I had met you and said, "Oh, you know, Michael, you have to meet Tim Fisher. He has a similar background as you. He um, he he taught high high school uh, prior to coming into medicine, and him and his wife are pregnant with their first baby." And so it's like, oh, that's really cool. So I, I reached out to you, and um, we kind of started off the dialogue. Um, uh, so you you taught high school. What? Uh, where did you teach in Philadelphia? Yeah, so I taught in uh, in West Philly and yeah. in North Philly briefly. Um, most of my time was spent in West Philadelphia. Taught uh, nine through twelve uh, math, chemistry, and physics. Wow. Um, you know, I tell people people are like, oh, you must like. You know, no heavy science. I'm like, yeah, you know, you get certified, do all the science stuff. But, uh, you know, where I taught a lot of the students, you know, we focused a lot on like closing the achievement gap. And uh, so a lot of the work felt very meaningful. And it was uh, definitely tough to make that final decision to to leave teaching and, and pursue medicine. But, uh, you know, I think there'll be a lot of opportunities to make a teaching and educational impact here as well. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I- I didn't realize how much of my uh, teaching background I would use as a um, as as a physician, and then now as in, in academics even more more so. Um, uh, so that's wow, it's crazy. I taught I I taught math, I taught some calculus and pre calculus and and physics, but you also threw in chemistry, which is a whole nother realm. I mean, that's those that's a lot in terms of preps and uh, and time and stuff. That is these are and these are tough subjects. So yeah, it's it's tough. You know, also I think you know you probably know like. Uh, overcrowding classrooms, like thirty plus students in the classroom. And, oh my goodness! You know, it's uh, it's definitely it's definitely a challenge. Yeah, uh, but it was the, fun, very rewarding. Very rewarding. Yeah, the grading, the test writing. I mean, just the planning. It's 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 work. Um, I I tell people all the time that there's nothing that I've done in my lifetime that's been more difficult than my first year of teaching. Yeah, yeah. So, would you agree? Yeah, I would totally agree. I think. Yeah. Uh, Nothing is compared to to my teaching experience. Nothing. I don't know yeah. the, the whole concept of preparing for multiple classes to teach learners that are across the whole you know spectrum of learning, um, and to do it in a controlled environment of thirty to thirty five students on a day to day basis. Yeah, I don't think it's going to get too much more difficult than no, that. It's, it's not, and I think that it actually prepares us for for parenting too, to some degree. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, did you did you do a special teaching program or anything to to get an education? Um, no, so I I did uh, actually I did my undergraduate degree in business, um, and then um, I owned a lawn care landscaping business for a while, and then I ended up deciding a couple of family teachers, so uh, I decided to go back to school and get my master's in education, um, and it was also like with curriculum as well. So I did that at uh, Drexel in Philly, and then. Um, then I started teaching in West Philly, um, kind of near where Drexel's campus was. And uh, I did like a my intern year there and then I started working and then I stayed there. Um, and it was cool, kind of came like full circle experience because uh, um, through like my master's program, I ended up making connections with um, some biology faculty at Drexel. And I was able to take my students and set up like a program with the university to have my students go into like a college level curriculum and go into a lab and see all that. So it was really, really full circle. Really wow. Cool. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. That's so cool. Yeah. And your, and your spouse, Ashley 
is also uh, in education, correct? Yep. She's been uh, in education for 10 years. Um, she was a teacher for a while. And then uh, when the pandemic happened, she uh, became an academic coach. So she was responsible for coaching uh, new teachers and helping them learn like classroom management strategies, curriculum design. Um, and she uh, still was working in that um, and then continued to work virtually until uh, until we just had our baby. Yeah. Oh, we're, yeah. Uh, we're going to get to, we get to that in a second. One last thing you mentioned coaching. I know, I know you, um, Ashley's an academic coach. Did you, either of you coach in, in, in athletics? Um, no, we didn't. Ashley, yeah. she was, uh, uh, she did, uh, track, um, D1 and, and she always wow. thought she'd do coaching, but she kind of like, she always said she kind of got enough of that during that stage of life. And now she got to, <laughs> coach new teachers and that was a different form of coaching oh that's fascinating what was what, what were her events her event? uh she was a hundred meter springer really yeah <laughs> holy smokes yeah. wow wow that is Very fast. fascinating no Very kidding fast. she probably smokes you doesn't yes, she? yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. okay so fast forward now this whole this whole podcast the theme is parenting and medicine for uh for, for the for this podcast so I was shocked. So you, you and Ashley were, um, you were about, I think three weeks behind us in terms of like stage of pregnancy. And so Charlotte and I, my wife's Charlotte and I, we, we ended up going to full distance in past 40 weeks. And so we go in and we have our, our, our baby and, and we have this beautiful baby, Aziz Alark, uh, and we're just so happy and ecstatic about her, but, uh, we're in there, we, we go through, we deliver it and then we're just kind of recovering. And I get a text from, from you <laughs> And you're saying, "Hey, Dr. Petrowskis, we we just delivered our baby." Um, so tell, tell, and then and then you say, and I'm like, "What? Where, where are you at?" And like, "Oh, we're in the room. You guys were two doors down from us, and delivered within 24 hours of us." Yeah, truly. Uh, you know, I remember. You know, we we had a. I texted you because we, you know, we were at conference the what the day before. Yes. yes. And I saw. I noticed you were still sitting in the back. Yes. So I'm like, oh, I must not have delivered yet. And, right. You know, at that point, we were at, you know, just about to be 38 weeks. Mm-hmm. And then wasn't on our radar at all, you know, that we would be <laughs> potentially, you know, going into labor and all that. And um, so so Thursday night when I got back from conference, you know, my wife was like, oh, you know, this one contraction feels a little bit different. And I was like, okay, uh-huh. like we'll monitor it. And then we went to bed and, you know, yeah. woke up and boom, like baby was ready to go. So I went to the hospital and... So we were shocked for the whole thing to be there, and uh, that's why I texted you because I was like, "Ah, might as well let you know, like we're here." I knew you were kind of around forty-one weeks, and yeah. then to learn you were two doors down was pretty wild. Oh my gosh! Wow. Oh, so she, so you, because we were both at, we both went to that conference on Thursday. We went in that night and didn't deliver to the next day around noon. But did Ashley deliver that night that quickly? So no. So we, okay. so we had like on Thursday night, like the first contraction that was like different than like her base yeah. on like 10 30 okay then we went to bed and then we woke up in the middle of the night at like 1 30 yeah. and she was having like these consistent you know much stronger contractions so we were we stayed you know at home in the apartment for a little bit and then yeah. uh and then around 4 a.m i was like ah, this looks like it's pretty legitimate here better, <laughs> better get going so we uh we actually walked over to the hospital because uh <laughs> they told us like walking for could be good so Mm, uh, we go. walked over to the hospital mm-hmm. and uh, you know we were kind of in amazing. that like triage area for a little bit and then 
Um, and they were like, yeah, this looks like active labor. And uh, <laughs> we, were, we were both shocked because we, yeah. we had no clue, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it was I funny because think... like two nights prior, we had just yeah. been saying, we're like, oh, this is like a kid on Christmas we're playing the waiting game, just waiting, waiting, waiting. And we for sure didn't think she'd be coming this early. So Yeah, I think it's amazing that you guys walked to the hospital to deliver. That is awesome <laughs> yeah we were, we were like advised to try it so yeah. she was up for it and i was like yeah. all right we'll try and yes you know yeah. it worked. Oh, incredible so, yeah. incredible so introduce your daughter so um her name is hannah her middle name is love um Ooh, so it's hannah okay. love and mm-hmm. uh she was born at 159 a.m on september 23rd, weighing seven pounds, five ounces. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And Hannah and Ashley are doing well. Yeah, they're both doing well. Um, uh-huh. You know, each day recovering a little yeah. bit more. Um, Hannah's, you know, we just had a, a two week checkup appointment um, and everything came back good. She's getting a little bit right. of weight. Um, right. Pediatrician was happy. So, yeah. yeah. Nice. And how does it feel to be, uh, to be a father? How's it going? Yeah, I think... Uh, I think for us, it feels very like surreal still. Uh, mm-hmm. This is something that, you know, we were hoping, you know, we'd, you know, we'd have the chance to be parents in one day and uh, went through you know, a lot of different ups and downs and uh, to kind of be at this point with the, with the baby here, it mm-hmm. definitely feels surreal. It feels very special. Uh, it's definitely, we feel very blessed to be in this position. And also, you know, I think, you know, sidebar but like just to feel like the level of support from you know the residency program has been great i mean all the leadership faculty everyone's been like super supportive uh, you know i i don't think that's like necessarily the norm all the time so that's something we really realize and have a lot of appreciation for so we feel, feel very fortunate to be in the situation I couldn't agree more with that about the support. I think our, our department is amazing in terms of um, uh, being very holistic and, and, and trying to promote our, our wellness and, and well-being and really be supportive. I think it's been the outpouring of, of like congratulations and love and, and, and happiness for us has been amazing as well. So uh, that's, that's cool. No, that's wonderful. So are you balanced? So you are, you, you, I, I think one of the things that I I just I think I underestimated this whole thing. <laughs> I'm back to work full time. I'm going to take some more parental leave down the line a little bit when my spouse goes back to work. But um, you're you're are you back yet or no? Yeah. Yep. So. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, so we had initially my in laws came down for oh, good. a little over a week and they were yeah. kind of able to really help us out in transition yeah. and you know fortunately everyone was healthy so yeah. um, things went okay with everyone being healthy but i think mm-hmm. you know it's just it's definitely been a balance um one of the things obviously like you know with this the sleep schedule is all uh oh my all gosh. over the place up every few hours um, oh my gosh yeah but i think yeah. i don't know i think two things i think one being in like the em field and kind of with our schedules being a little mm-hmm. all over the place kind mm-hmm. of helps you adapt and then mm-hmm. i think just like stepping back and kind of realizing like, wow, yeah, it's rough waking up constantly and doing this, but like big picture, yes. like, this is a pretty cool experience and yeah. uh, it's yeah. it's definitely a blessing. So I think always keep that in mind. It's really hard to, to complain about any of yeah. that. I think you just kind of know this is such a unique time period and uh, it's a special time. I couldn't agree more. Amazing. 
Um, I guess last kind of questions uh, would be like, what do you what do you wish you knew going into this? And then, since I'm going to have on um, a couple other guests regarding parenting medicine, what what do you want to know about parenting and balancing and and and, and that kind of thing in medicine? What do I wish I knew? Um, well, I guess like that's a tough one. I guess I, I wish I, I wish I knew that like, you know, when you look at a, your baby for the first time, that's probably the only time they're going to look like that because they're going to grow as fast as they do. And every day they're going to have little changes to them. Yeah. Um, so I think early on I'm realizing that. So I think it's really making me appreciate the moment and try to capture those moments and be as present as possible. Um, just because like it is kind of amazing how fast they change and grow and before yeah. you know it, she'll be walking and talking wow. and all that. So I think, yeah, that's, that's something that's been really interesting. And then the yeah. second part of your question was for what do I yeah. recommend other people? What, or, they no, what, what do you, what do you, what, I mean, I'm, I'm going to have on some other guests here about parenting and medicine and, and what, what else, what, what do you think you'd want to know from, from them or what can I, what can I ask them? Uh, I think it'd be cool to know, like, you know, how does the, the tra- transition from being this little baby to then when they become their own little person, like how does that feel, you know, I guess as a dad, you know, because, you know, right now a lot is obviously, you know, Hannah's a lot of time with Ashley and, you know, I help out as much as possible. And, you know, I think, you know, when you think about the whole process of like labor and, you know, if there's breastfeeding, there's a lot of mom and baby time and, um, so I think as a dad, you always try to help out any way you can and going into that next stage when they become a little more like talkative and they show their personality, how do you make sure that, Hey, like, you know, I, I want to be super involved too. And, and what are some good pointers to make the baby feel like, Hey, this guy's really involved with me as well. That's a great question. And actually the next, the next guest on this podcast is going to be uh, a second year resident, Eric Nordhus, who has some experience in that. So I am going to ask him that very question. Awesome. Well, Tim, this has been wonderful. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for sharing your experience with us. We uh, are looking forward to working you, with you um, over the next three years uh, and, and being part of uh, Ashley and Hannah's uh, lives as well. And um, thank you. Awesome. Yeah. I really appreciate you having me. Uh, this is a fun, fun podcast and, uh, you know, best of luck with uh, you and your new family as well. And uh, I look forward to seeing everybody grow together. Thank you. So next up, I want to welcome our second year resident, Eric Nordhus, to the podcast to talk about parenting and medicine. So Eric, welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate Absolutely. the invite. Absolutely. You were the first person to ask, I think maybe first resident or first person overall to ask to be on the podcast. So you get rewarded by by, by doing that. Yeah, it's great. Um, yeah. I know we have some things in common, so it's great to uh, be able to join and have a chat. Yes, yes. And and by in common, um, I'm, I've just joined the club of being a parent. So we, I, I have one third of, uh, of maybe being in common with you, given that you have what, three children now. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, pretty, pretty new third child, though. Uh, so. Yeah. Uh, still, still in the throes of young parenthood. Gotcha. Okay. Well, before we get to that, so just, just give her all the listeners, just a background real quick. Where are you from? Did you have a career before medicine? Yeah, I guess, uh, not, not really. So I'm from Colorado originally born and raised in Fort Collins. Um, and you know, basically from college on, I've been in the medicine world. I started out in EMS. 
um, and, uh, you know, did some kind of extended education and then ended up in medical school, you know, hoping to become an EM physician. So I've sort of always been kind of around healthcare. Awesome. Very cool. Colorado is a great state. Yeah, I I loved growing up there. Uh, A lot different down here in Florida. (laughs) <laughs> big time not much skiing well you could i guess you could ski here but it's a completely different type of skiing yeah so all right so uh, um so let's get to the kids here so what what did you have a child before medical school before medical school residency when did you have your first child you know i so i got married right before medical school like the month before i started school and um i dragged my wife from the south to iowa for medical school and uh so she was sort of uh you know, working odd jobs and that kind of thing. And so our first child actually came towards the end of second year of medical mm-hmm. school. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, it was a blessing a little bit uh, to have my child about a week after I took my first board exam. In oh, medical school, I was, so. I, that was my next question. I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Did you get that in after or before? So that's perfect. It came right after a step one. Yeah, it was perfect, perfect timing. And, and you're right. Cause you get about, I don't know, four or six weeks off. It's I think typically. Yeah, so exactly. That, that worked out well. You, you can't time many things perfectly in, in I think imperative, but that is, that is perfectly timed yeah it was it was a really good situation um and and it was a lot of fun uh it made Mm -hmm. it for a challenge going into my second board exam uh you know having a one-year-old running around and then um you know particular for me um and and every other medical student going into their uh, second board exam we had covid that had just started so Uh, the world was locked down we were stuck mm -hmm. in our apartment with a with a one-year-old and i was trying to crush my you know arguably the more <laughs> important board exam to get into residency. So um, yeah. it was a lot of fun and a, a lot of challenge, but there's a okay. lot to unpack there. <laughs> so yeah, I'm sure there is. So how did, how did you, yeah. How did you deal with having um, a one-year-old and, um, and during medical school and, and balancing parenting and, and medical school? Yeah. You know, I, I honestly have to give a lot of credit to my wife. Um, you know, she's really the, been the rock solid part of my entire education, you know, since I started medical school. Um, she's, you know, supported us financially during medical school. And, wow. and, and now that we have three kids, it's been a lot more, uh, you know, functional with the way that she handles our household and my long hours at work and, uh, you know, coming home and maybe not being 100% present, finishing notes, taking a nap, you know, going to mm-hmm. conference. Um, so I have to give a lot of credit to her um, just being my rock and, and stable. Um, and it, it makes it a lot of fun too, because when I can come back and the kids are taken care of, I can jump in and take over right where I left off before work, you know? So that would be the the number one thing, to be honest. Awesome. Very cool. I think Mary, when I, when I interviewed Mary Pat, Dr. Patterson, um, she had mentioned that how her and her husband, like different points in their careers, one, one's professional life would take a priority then and then maybe a backseat and it would be it would kind of it was like an ebb and flow or uh you know yin and yang or um, yeah so absolutely. maybe that's how it seems like it's, it's, it worked that way with you guys too yeah it's a great balance it makes things yeah. uh really fun too so mm-hmm. it, it's a great thing to have a balanced uh partner that can assist you as you go through the, the yeah. medical world so it's been good yeah so then so then number two came 
and what, by the way, go, you can give names to your children here. You yeah. Can, you so know, my, <laughs> my son Murray was born in 2019. He okay. uh, was born right after step one. And then okay. uh, uh, we, uh, we had our second about 13 months later, uh, right after step two, actually. So, oh, my um, goodness. so yeah, there was a, not only a one-year-old running around, but my wife was quite pregnant uh, <laughs> going into step two. So, <laughs> Uh, so that was Runa, born yeah. uh, second. And you said, what was her name? Runa. Runa, yeah. Runa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Are these and, Irish names? What are they? Uh, no. Yeah, they're uh, the. Uh, so Runa is actually, I think, Dutch in Dutch. origin. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and I guess I, Murray is definitely like an English name. Um, English name. Okay. Don't relate to any family names okay. or anything like that. Gotcha. But, yeah. That's what I was curious about. Okay. And and then okay so then fast forward and I I don't know a couple months ago I was over at the at the the gym and I run into you and you're like oh yeah I just had a baby last week I'm like what you're you're, <laughs> you're working out and you're gonna bring a new baby and all so okay so you just had your third what a month a couple months ago yeah so yeah. Uh, Rosalind was Rosalind. born uh, mid August um, mm-hmm. and I. Okay. Yeah, I was in the throes of my leave at that time, but getting mm-hmm. a quick workout in while everyone was napping at home. And nice. this this one's been a little easier. You know, m- both my kids, both my toddlers are uh, in school now. So mm-hmm. like early in the morning, um, especially on Tuesdays and Thursdays, they're both gone. So nice. my wife's at home, you know, resting mm-hmm. and I can mm-hmm. get out and get some things done. So that's um, great. Yeah, it's been it's been a good a good transition, a good spacing of the ages, and it's been yeah. fun. So was um, when you had was each one easier as you went along, like just dealing with um, nights and feeding and everything. I think so. I mean, you know what to expect. Um, the first one is really just a shock. Um, yep. Your yep. entire world changes. I can attest to that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know they say, oh, you're you're playing. Uh, one-on-one now with two kids or you're like outnumbered with three and I don't know about that I mean I think um everything's kind of what you make of it and there's Mm -hmm. challenges you know we've got little you know size one diapers back out and we've got the Mm -hmm. changing table back out for Mm -hmm. the newborn whereas our our older children are like you know potty trained and and running around taking care of themselves in some ways and yeah so there always is that kind of newborn challenge and mm-hmm. um, things you got to get used to. You know, we're back to carrying a carrier out to the car to get get going somewhere. And, <laughs> yes, yes. Um, you know, my my wife's like, oh, we have our two month appointment at the doctor. Like, what am I going to do? I can't take all three kids. <laughs> you know, so there's a there's new challenges. You yeah, know, the car gets a little bit more packed out. And oh my gosh, um, yeah, there's a lot to it. But um, you know, I. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep going back to my wife. She makes yeah. it a lot easier than it could be if it was, you know, a different situation. And, and she makes the best of uh, chaos. And that's kind of where she thrives. And I, uh, I just go along with the ride. My, my OCD personality that makes me maybe a good doctor is, uh, it doesn't work with toddlers. So <laughs> I, uh, I definitely benefit from having that yin and yang you talked about. With, yeah. With What's your partner. wife's name? So we can make sure we give her yeah, a strong so shout Carly, out here. Yeah. We got to give Carly a shout out. Carly. <laughs> yes. Yes. Carly doing it. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, okay. So give me, so I have a couple more thoughts here. Um, quite a question is really for you. So what about advice for new parents like myself or old parents? Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing is to enjoy it. Um, it goes really fast. Um, and I know that's probably a, a well 
uh, you know, something that's said a lot, you know, that, Mm -hmm. you know, before you know it, they're going to college or whatever, but, um, you know, the times that they aren't walking and the times that you have a calm, you know, sleeping baby in your house, Mm -hmm. like those are the times to really enjoy, you know, I, I love, I have loved holding all of my very young children. Um, you know, we breastfeed, but, um, the odd bottle that I get to give and hold my child or, it'll be the middle of the night and we'll have a baby crying and I just get to wake up and hold my baby, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, those are the things that you miss when you have a four-year-old running around asking to, you know, play with Legos or <laughs> throw the football. Um, it's yeah. a different kind of love, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, it goes really fast and each stage, um, is unique. Um, and so I think, you know, regardless of us being physicians and, having a hectic work schedule and that kind of thing. Like these times really do go fast. Um, and it's, Mm -hmm. it's the memories that you hold on to, but it's really enjoyable while you're in the middle of it. And it's something that you could let kind of, you could overlook or, or let slip by if you're not really, you know, focusing on those little moments. So oh, that's wonderful. That would be my biggest thing. That's great. And speaking of physicians, I mean, do you think there's a unique aspect of being a physician while being a parent? And also do we know too much? We may. Um, I I will say uh, my transition into the pediatric emergency department has been a little bit more calming. Okay. Um, I'll see a, a child that maybe is a not sick type of, of kid come into the ED that maybe another resident is like, oh, I don't know, this kid looks like they need something. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe I'm just a little bit more comfortable with that. And I think that's a benefit. But I will say on the other side, like you asked, uh, you know, my seven week old or eight week old now has uh, bronchiolitis. Um, and so uh, it had to have been like brought home by my son. Um, but yeah, Rosalind's been like waking up in the middle of the night, just coughing, 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 oh, no. like a little I bit do. of like scary breathing. And you're yeah. like, what do I do? Like, I, I'm supposed to be smart. Like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's terrifying um, as a parent, no matter what level of training you have. And um, I think we get the bad rap of, you know, maybe not seeking care when we should and waiting too long and those types of things. And so, um, that's the nice thing for me of having a non-medical or a, a non-medicine wife. Uh, she, you know, goes, you know, this, this isn't right. This isn't right. And I'm like, yeah, you're, you're probably right. She's probably not breathing great. Like, so we actually had a clinic visit the other day just to, just to play normal parent, that's you know, good. that's good. That's good. Your wife brought you back down to like, don't be a doctor. Don't be. A... That's what the occupational therapist said we were doing for, for breastfeeding in the, in, the, in the hospital. Don't be, stop being doctors. Just be a parent here. Let yeah. me take care. Let me hit you. This is my, this is my zone here. So Absolutely. that's good advice too, for sure. And then Tim Fisher had a great question. I asked him what he thought, you know, might be other questions for, for more experienced parents. Um, and uh, he wanted to know, um, how, you know, we, we get like in the newborn phase and maybe in the very early toddler phase, the, the, the mother ends up having a lot of, especially if you're breastfeeding, a lot of intimate time and there's a lot of dependency there. How do you get the baby to know that you're important too and you're special and you're, uh, how, or how do you know, increase that bond with your baby when, when mom is doing such, such a primary role in providing the food and that kind of time? Yeah. Um, that's a really interesting question, you know, um. I think, I mean, my, my first thought goes to kind of our roles, you know, there is a inherent bonding from gestation that, that is just very strong. Um, and so 
you know, mom could not even, you know, even if mom wasn't breastfeeding, for instance, and it was bottle feeding and pumping or doing formula, you know, there's still a very strong bond that maybe you don't see from dad right away. Um, I think the bonding that your child's going to know is just from the support you can give your wife. Um, and I think that's inherent in, in nature. You know, I think that, um, the more you can support your wife. And then, like I said, spend those intimate moments that you can get when mom's tired, mom got thrown up on and needs to take a shower, you know, (laughs) and you get those moments that you can, you know, sing to your baby or, you know, rock your baby or talk to your baby. And, um, you know, there might be a slower, uh, onset of recognition from your infant, uh, as a father, but, um, you know, there's definitely a strong bond, you know, unique and strong bond between my son and me and my older daughter and me, um, Mm -hmm. that, uh, I know I've been able to grow from being supportive of my wife. So that might be a half answer, but I, I think, you know, you, you take what you can get and, and just recognize that we have different roles and, uh, you know, your, your wife has a different, you know, kind of a role, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I've taken, I like to support your wife. I've, I've taken it upon myself. I call myself diaper daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I try and do as many diaper changes as possible to unload her from, from that. Cause she has to focus on other things. Yeah, so. absolutely. I mean, I know the first month uh, after Rosalind was born, you know, I, I did more cooking in a hmm. month than I probably did yes. in a whole previous year. Yeah. It's I, rewarding. I like here's this meal that I came up with that y- you're going to have to eat. So <laughs> I hope you enjoy it, Carly. You know, I hope you enjoy this. <laughs> All right. Do you want to, do you want to leave us with some bars here? You say you sing to your children. What What's your go-to oh song? Gosh. You want to uh, sing it? This is we want for the ages. I don't know about that. I sing uh, a little Johnny Cash every once in a while. Really? Uh, well, you know, you could sing sunshine. That's a, that's a Johnny Cash. Uh, nice, you nice. are my sunshine. Um, oh, that's good. Yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. sing that. My daughter, uh, Runa sometimes asks for that and she's already three. So that's nice. Um, that's beautiful. Yeah. I don't that's think sweet. you're going to get any ballads out of me right now though. <laughs> fair enough. Cross, At least cross you... my line for embarrassment. Here. That's fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Well, Hey, this is, this is wonderful. I appreciate you coming on and sharing your experience with us and, and bestowing some fatherly advice and parenting advice. And uh, I look forward to spending the next year and a half still working with you on shift and meeting your wife and children. Finally, today, I am welcoming um, a faculty member to the podcast, Dr. Taylor Zaglam. Uh, and she is a, uh, a mother of three and I thought would be a wonderful person to bring in and talk about parenting and medicine on this special podcast Hello. episode. Hey, Taylor. <laughs> welcome to the ER break room. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for making uh, time in your busy schedule with your three kids, oh my which gosh. I have no idea how you do. So. <laughs> Some days I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let, we'll get the kids in a minute. So let's, let's talk, start with you though. Um, uh, just tell us where, 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 where are you from? Yeah. So I grew up in Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, yeah, well, Decatur, mm-hmm. where it's greater. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, right next to Atlanta, inside the perimeter. Uh, okay. I went to high school there. Mm-hmm. Um, then I went to Rhodes College in Memphis, Tennessee for oh, my college education. Yeah, small cool. private school. Yeah. Um, and that led me to go to University of Arkansas uh, for mm-hmm. medical school. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Well, we have mutual friends from that, yes, from that so cool. part of our lives. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, and then that's where I met my husband. Mm-hmm. And we got married. 
Mm-hmm. And then we couples matched at UF in Gainesville. Oh, wow. You, yeah. you two met and married while in medical school. Yep. That was a, that's a fast and furious romance there. It was. Wow. It was. I knew Congratulations. Right away. Yeah, we that, knew right away. That's amazing. Oh, that's really cool. <laughs> and, um, and I've met your husband once and he, he goes by Ziggy, but what's he his, does. he does by Ziggy. Yeah. Okay. We'll just yeah. refer him to His Ziggy. first name's Amada. Amada. Okay. Yeah. And Ziggy actually I had been calling you Zeglum the entire time I had known you. And then, um, uh, between him and I think his mother, it was, I, I was corrected and it's Zeglam, which is yes. great. Now everyone in the podcast <laughs> Listening universe will know that you're Taylor Zeglam and not Taylor Zeglam. I so. actually learned the proper pronunciation of my own last name after we got married. So, no. Yeah. <laughs> I always said Zeglam. And then I think his dad uh, corrected me one day. <laughs> it's funny. Your husband didn't have the, have the courage or wanted yeah. to, to, to correct you himself. But. <laughs> Okay, well that's cool. Um, and and then so from so you did medical school, then you you, couple, you both couples matched to UF, correct? Kind of like kind he of was no. ophthalmology, so mm-hmm. they do San Francisco match. But uh, um, UF was so great; our program mm-hmm. directors were in good communication, and mm-hmm. um, so it felt like a, a good couples matching experience. Wait a minute! So you couples match and he ended up in San Francisco? No. So the San Francisco match is a whole separate matching system okay. that ophthalmology does, and it's like based in some guy's garage, like in San Francisco, <laughs> rather oh, than geez. through what? like the you know what most people yeah it's what? so weird oh my but, gosh um, but our program directors were awesome and, okay um, okay so he did end up in in Gainesville that you were in Gainesville yes. together right yes. okay okay all right and then yeah. and and so and so you did your residency here and then you started on as faculty correct yes right after okay yep. now um now let's let's so you married in medical school when when did when did when did you guys have your first child Yeah. So Zachary, um, was 2016 Uh and I was a second year in residency. Oh my gosh. (laughs) This is good. So I don't know if I I, I tell you or not that I've had now, I'm doing kind of a progressive thing here where I talked to Tim Fisher who just had a a baby like myself. And then uh, I talked to Eric Nordhuis who has three children as a resident. Oh my gosh. Now you, so you have some, some, some similarities (laughs) to them as well. So tell me about having a child in, in residence. Yeah. So it was a lot because, mm-hmm. you know, intern year, you're like getting your feet wet and getting used to the department and mm-hmm. the relationships and your role. And then second year, they kind of throw you into core two. Now that you know oh, <laughs> how crazy core two is. So, um, I was pretty pregnant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trying to figure out core two. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was, it was great. Everyone was super supportive. Uh-huh. Um, I had Zachary and April. Okay. And then, uh, what rotation were you on? I think I was in the ED. Okay. Actually. And Uh the reason I remember that is because I had worked a week of overnights Uh and I got home. I was 36 weeks pregnant. Oh my gosh. Um, and I was like, I have to mow the front yard (laughs) after my 12 hour (laughs) overnight shift. So I mowed the front yard. Taylor. Yeah. With our push mower. Wait, like, <laughs> yeah, legitimate. And so then I went to sleep, slept yeah. really well, but uh-huh. what woke me up was like a really painful contraction. <laughs> and then they just kept going and I had to work that night. So I texted no, my no. 
chief Hassan yes. Rashid, who's okay. amazing. Okay. Hey Hassan, I think I'm going into labor, and so he worked for me, and uh-huh. they pieced everything together. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but... Wow. Oh jeez. <laughs> and you, you, I think you alluded to this, or maybe mentioned this before about. With with Zachary, you did not want to have an epidural, right? Yeah. Like, I'm like, you know, women have been doing this naturally for centuries. Mm-hmm. I want that experience. I mm-hmm. know it will be tough, but I'm a tough person. I can do this. And, <laughs> and after 12 hours of the most intense experience of my life, yeah. I finally caved in and got the epidural. Yeah. Yeah. And then immediately had Zachary. Like, Amazing. L- yeah. Like, I think 15 minutes after yeah, the epidural yeah. went in. I was 10 centimeters. So that is a myth that you cannot get an epidural if you're 10 centimeters. That's good for everyone to know. Yeah. yeah. And there's no shame in getting epidural because it's, um, uh, I don't know if I told you or not, but uh, Charlotte, my spouse, she, you know, she went into labor at, at like, I don't know, 6.30 or 8.30, so something in the evening. And so we'd already been up all day and you're just right. starting to labor. So right. you're going to start this long journey of being awake and right. laboring and stuff. And like, there's just, you're just exhausted already from just the day. And so at least with the epidural, um, which you got like at 3 a.m., able to sleep an hour to two before having the baby. And having, so you have the energy to, to push and everything. So yeah. But, so then you had then you had Zachary. Yeah. Then and I had, had Zachary, and then you had a child in residency. I a know baby, a newborn. Tell, <laughs> I know it was how did crazy. That go? So I took six weeks off, mm-hmm. which in retrospect was so quick, but I didn't mm-hmm. want to fall behind. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got into Baby Gator pretty quickly, so he was able to start daycare. I think at like 12 weeks. So my wow. mother-in-law came and you know yeah. helped out a bunch, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, but he was in daycare pretty. Uh, oh, you're quickly. one of the lucky ones. And I'm sure you've heard by now yes. that baby gator is a two-year wait for yes. everyone. So that's not even yeah. an option for most yeah. parents. It's okay. really hard. Yeah. I remember one time, though, I was working – I think it was a third year. So I was working mm-hmm. – uh, the trauma recess shift, was, which was like my favorite. Mm-hmm. And baby gator called me. They were like, Zachary has a fever. You have to come get him. <laughs> and I was like, um, <laughs> well, I currently have like two traumas coming in. <laughs> And like an active stroke. So, and they were like, well, you have 30 minutes. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. So I, I told my attending, I was like, I have to go get Zachary and I guess I'm going to bring him back here. So I, so I ran and grabbed him, brought him back to the trauma bay. No. The tech, the tech who's supposed to be watching the monitors was like on babysitting duty. (laughs) He actually took a nap in the nursing station what? while multiple traumas were coming in and oh they had turned gosh. down the lights a little bit. So everyone's like, why are the lights turned down? Like there's so many traumas coming in. I was like, oh, it's just my kid sleeping. Don't worry. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> That's the best trauma oh, recess story I've heard in this oh, institution. Man. That is wonderful. Yeah, it was good. And then wow. he sat with me during sign out. Uh-huh. But it worked out, you know, that's like, that's kind of parenthood as a physician and especially as a two physician family, Mm -hmm. which I know you're going to be going through. Well then, and so then, yeah, because Ziggy was also in in residency. So, I mean, there had to be like, even, even with the possibility of this happening, I mean, you guys had to like talk about in advance or at the moment, like who's going to Who's going to get Zachary or yeah. how are we going to do that? How did, how did you, how do you work through that? How do you figure that out? Yeah. Like sometimes it's planned and then sometimes it's more like spur of the moment. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. 
that was a more spur of the moment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was he in surgery or something? Or so he was like, no, or not yeah, even Israel, I, right? I feel like he was actually on a rotation where mm-hmm. he wasn't even in Gainesville. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. he was in like Lake City or something oh, wow. like that. Yeah. It just wasn't an option. It wasn't right? an option. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, so, I mean, th- but then even like things like sleep and, and, and I mean, uh, just from the early days, I mean, Charlotte and I are going through right now. We're just—it's absolutely can be exhausting and draining. And and um, it is. How, how do you, as a resident, I can't imagine working the number of hours and and, yeah, and, so and working hard. through this. Mm-hmm. And like in yeah. retrospect, I don't even yeah. know how it it happened, but yeah. it did. <laughs> we're here. And, and you're here, and then you had two more. So I know. <laughs> clearly, you like something about it. Uh- <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So, and the other two yeah. were as attendings, which okay. with um, mm-hmm. Claire, I took off, I think eight weeks or nine nice, weeks. Nice. And then with Charlotte, I took off 12 weeks. Wow. Nice. Every, um, everyone was a little, a little bit more. Little bit time, more huh? Like yeah. oh, I'm going to take a little bit more, a little more, a little more. <laughs> it's also yeah. harder. Like when you're sleep training the first yeah. and then the second's a newborn. And oh. so um, that first one, there's something magical about that uh-huh. first baby yeah. when you know, you're really just focusing on that one baby, but then subsequent mm-hmm. ones um, get a little more tricky. Oh, wow. So you, are you saying like the second would wake up the first or something like, or this first will wake up the second, or how, what do you mean by like sleep training? Yeah, like, yeah. you know, you have a newborn, the baby's waking up multiple times a mm-hmm. night, you finally get it down, and then yeah. your two-year-old wakes up for, you know, oh, no. who knows what. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. These are, these are, these are complicated <laughs> possibilities, like say complications like a, like a doctor would but I would never even have anticipated I don't even think about this stuff it's so beyond my my grasp at this point but yeah. wow oh my gosh it's great though yeah it's of so, course I it feel is. like being yeah. a parent uh is definitely one of the most rewarding experiences mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and yeah it's it's mm-hmm. so it's the hardest work I've ever done Okay. And I tell that yep. to people all the time. Like yep. I can resuscitate someone on the brink of death. Yes. I can stabilize a trauma, yeah. but um, parenthood will try you in in deep ways that mm-hmm. you didn't know mm. was possible. Yeah, and I'm, I'm guessing in other ways besides just the exhaustion. <laughs> Definitely. Is it worry? Um, Is that part of it too, or like just concern worry, for your children? And then- just like as as your as these little humans are developing their own wants and needs and ideas and pushing back figuring out you know how to redirect them and guide them and basically raise a good human mm-hmm. it's tough yeah yeah wow that's uh that's deep i don't know <laughs> <laughs> How how did, how did you and Ziggy like um, approach like the balance of parenting? Cause I know that, 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 um, and I don't know if if you're, if you feel comfortable talking about like you being um, less than full time. Yeah. yeah, How did you you, you navigate that? That was a really good decision. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, as he, he took over a practice and so Mm -hmm. he is like the, the big boss. And so he's wow. not as flexible um, as mm-hmm. I am, you know, at least we mm-hmm. have a call schedule. Yes. If, if your baby is really sick and needs to go to the ER, you can call out mm-hmm. and go, mm-hmm. you know, we have that backup. He does not have that. So I had to be the more flexible parent, but I think yeah. it's been really good. I think the key has been um, 
like outsourcing everything that we can. So mm -hmm. our mm -hmm. lawn service, mm -hmm. uh, our house cleaning, um, you know, having good backup babysitters um, yeah. and having our mother-in-law live less than a mile away. Yes, um, having all these like backups um, has really supported us in our parenting and our marriage and our careers. Mm. Um that's huge. That's good advice. Mary Patterson kind of, uh, mentioned a little bit, alluded to that some of those things too. Of just and and we're seeing this as well. Charlotte and I took pride and we cleaned our own house and everything. And since it's been actually today is uh, it's been, it's been a month and, and since we've had um, little Aziza Lark and uh, you know our house is absolute shambles and we haven't cleaned. I mean, we just <laughs> things that we where we could do before we can't do now. So I I think we're gonna finally be yeah. the ones to turn to that and and start a you know, try to, try to take on some, yeah, of, I highly recommend. offer some of these other things. Yeah. Like so you is said. this, is a 30 days now? Uh, what is it? Um, it, uh, 28 days, 28 days. That's so a this huge is, this milestone. is huge. No, this is, this is the, the double worry. Like I, you know, <laughs> working pediatric emergency shifts. I know. I mean, just, it just tear the thought of ter It just terrifies me a fever before 28 days. And yeah. not that an LP is a horrible thing, but then you just yeah. think about the possibilities. Yeah. And so now at least a month of immunity yeah. is so, Congrats. oh, thank you. Thank you. It's an early milestone, but I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. Um, so I, I talked to Tim Fisher, who's also mm -hmm. a brand new parent and, um, and shout out to Tim, who who uh, who's back to residency full time after only several weeks, because he also doesn't want to lose time in yeah. residency. And um, amazing, uh, I know he's going through a lot. So definitely, everyone else in the in in the in the residency, whether you're faculty or residents, definitely support Tim and his yeah. wife Ashley and their beautiful daughter Hannah. Um, but um, he was asking his question um, for. Um, for, for, I guess, for other parents was how do you, how do you, as a new parent, how do you, as a, as I guess as a guy, um, how do you get your child, your baby to, you know, um, be close to you when, when the mother is so intimately involved in, in feeding and stuff, especially if, with breastfeeding early on, mm -hmm. any thoughts on how, how Ziggy became, you know, um, integral in, in the early days? Yeah. I mean, like your... to be completely honest, um, the guy's just not integral <laughs> for that first, mm. those first few days. Yeah. Um, and I think it's all, it's all about the mom, but yeah. you know, you guys will both see, um, as time goes on, you will create such a special bond and, um, you know, just by doing the things that you're going to love to do, like hold her, talk mm -hmm. to her, mm -hmm. you know, look at her, play yeah. with her. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it'll be, it, that's not something that you guys should worry about at all. It'll <laughs> naturally happen. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's good. That's good. And I guess, you know, you know, I, I just try to support Charlotte as much as possible, doing as many diapers and, and when we're doing, you know, bottles oh, gosh, and whatnot. Absolutely. So, yes. All that stuff and Laura get her <laughs> sleep and everything. Um, and then I, I had a conversation with Nick Maldonado and he was, and he, he said like in, in the early days when for his child or a child, I'm not sure how many he has, but I think just, I don't know. But anyways, he said like, you know, you wake up with your, your significant other and, and they have to go and, and feed the baby. And you're like, do I get up? Do I not get up? What do you want me to do? do you, when, and so when like Charlotte says to me, you know, that, you know, you need just to go to sleep. I'm like, is this a trap? Do I, do I should I just get up anyways for like moral support or am I going to be like, is, 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 like, you know? Like, yeah. I mean, it's you, all yeah. about the communication. Yes, right, right, right. It's all about communication. But my favorite was when we would be sleeping. We 
we'd hear the baby cry. Mm-hmm. I could just stay in bed. Ziggy mm-hmm. would go get the baby, bring Aww. the baby to me. The mm-hmm. baby would feed. Then he mm-hmm. would take the baby, change the diaper, put Aww. the baby back down. So I could just not have to get up and Amazing. I could ease back into sleep. Uh, so that was my favorite. That's that's great. Yeah. Uh, we hope to get to a place like that when, yes. when um, our baby is feeding that seamlessly at this point yes. we're not there yet but yeah. hopefully you'll be, at you'll some get point there. we'll get there we'll get there so now your your children are a little bit older and they're yeah. kind of uh i mean it's uh you've got like a little tribe i know and now yeah. they're having like their interests and in their after school activities yeah. and it's just complicating everything even more <laughs> 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 but in a good way. In a good way. In a good way. And I, I think that I really, one thing I really love about our department is that I think that um, I think the department, or I believe it seems like the department does such a great job of supporting families. They really and, do. They really do. Yeah. I feel like Mary has been a huge support. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I haven't been able to do lectures and you know, she hasn't made me feel guilty about that at all. She's like, yeah. you know, when you're ready to jump back in, yeah. you just let me know. And, oh, that's so nice. Um, you know, just really supporting me like where I'm at Absolutely. Right now, and I appreciate that. Yeah. And also things that are built into our, our system, like the call schedule, there's always a backup that Meredith Absolutely. Thompson told me that she never doesn't feel guilty, you know, if she has to call in sick for her child because it's, it's what it's there for, you know, Absolutely. And, and to have that and so many other practices like your husband, you, you don't have any of that. So... Um, so it is nice. I think we're very fortunate in that regard. I, do, I agree. Now, Taylor, I, I think the only reason you came on is be, to, to talk about this. <laughs> besides the love for your kids, you have another love that it might be, might rival your children. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we have several birders in the department, but I, I, I really think that you might be the queen birder. So... You, I will I'm going to take that is, as a compliment. <laughs> I, I think just having talked to Mary, Mary, Mary is, I mean, she, she's a, she is very respectable in her own right. And talking to Giuliano, also very respectable, but, um, uh, Taylor, you take it to the next level. Like, I mean, <laughs> you told me the story about when you're on the field trip with, with, I think it was Zach, Zachary, like, Hey, mommy's going to go off over here and look at some yeah. birds. Just don't, don't mind me. I'm just going to be. <laughs> yeah. We went to the Hague dairy, which is like one of the dairies where we get milk. And, yeah. uh, I just, that's a huge birding hotspot. And yeah. the field trip was so boring. I was like, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta get out of here, dude. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'll see you later. <laughs> 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 and, and you have you've pulled me in i've gone on a couple of walks with, with yeah. you and the audubon society which has been really cool and super informational and i've really enjoyed learning about these these little you know little creatures so much so that i uh part of our our decision to name our child's middle name lark was to kind of the influence of like you know a bird yeah, i stuff. love I think that birds are i think they're really um they're special and unique and 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 uh and that's part of, part of why we chose lark for our yeah, name. especially a yeah. metal lark that's like one of the most beautiful songs really mm-hmm. i need to look that i'm gonna you pull do. that up after this you and do. check that out and then i also heard one of my friends actually one of my my earliest influences of in in terms of birding was a a, a guy friend of mine from medical school who um, is from colorado and he's a he's been a big birder since before medical school and when i when i you know announced our our, our baby's name to our, our group of guy friends from med school he said oh lark he's like the lark i think it was the lark bunt lark bunting is that uh-huh. something is he's yeah, like, that's the state is. bird of colorado Oh, and cool. so he's like, he's like, great. He's like, great choice. That's the state bird of my home state. So that's wonderful. <laughs> oh, that's super cool. What, yeah. I what, mean, I think like birding for me keeps mm-hmm. me centered and keeps me refreshed. Like it's, it's something that I can do for myself. Mm-hmm. It centers me. It puts me in nature, which I love being surrounded by it. You know, I'm not listening to 
um, you know, my book on tape or mm -hmm. talking on the phone. Like I have mm -hmm. to be listening to just to the birds and yeah. the wildlife. And yeah. um, I, I find like, I do love the birds, but also just the experience of birding, um, like really centers me in my life. So, yeah. And there's camaraderie with the Audubon Society. My goodness. There the is. There's nothing more exciting than seeing a really awesome bird with yeah. other birders who are oh, also freaking out. <laughs> that is so cool. Oh, wow. Yeah. How do people get – so tell – okay, you get you pulled me in this a little bit. Tell me – tell other people that might be interested. First of all, Gainesville, Alachua County, birding. It, it, yeah, it's great. Like place? Florida in general is yeah. great for birding. We're mm -hmm. right on that migration pathway. Um, mm -hmm. So all the birds that are breeding in the north and then wintering in, you know, Mexico and South America, mm -hmm. they they come through Florida. So, yeah. and we also just have pretty good weather for year round birds mm -hmm. too. So if you're around and then what's the best time of the year for like kind of the unique uh, pass-throughs? The you know, it, it's constantly changing, but migration time is so fun because then you have those those migrants coming through that are only here for a few weeks. So mm -hmm. spring and fall migration, we're just kind of reaching the end of fall migration okay. right now. Okay. Um, so. And what um what would be what 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 are the the what's a good place for people to go birding? And then if people want to get involved or do this, like what do you recommend? Yeah, I think joining the Audubon Society mm -hmm. is a really good start. I got my start um, through the Facebook group, like the Audubon Facebook group, and I joined um, like the Sweetwater Facebook group because um, Sweetwater is one of our big birding hotspots and just wildlife hotspots. It has a ton of gators um, that people love to see too. Um, Amazing. So yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm happy to take anyone birding who thinks they may be interested. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, then people, we should, people should definitely yes. hit you up. Reach out to me. Yes. Let's yes. go birding. <laughs> well, wonderful, Taylor. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom, your time, and your stories with us, Taylor. Yeah, absolutely. Thank Thanks you. for having me. Absolutely. That's all for this episode. Special thanks to our chair, Dr. Mary Patterson, for supporting this podcast, and to Dr. Giuliano Deporto for composing our theme music. I'm Michael Petrauskas. Be well.